0: A work that is taken as wise, silenced out of existence in the day but salaciously demanded at night. A worker who gambles herself for gratifying others and who is still not legally acknowledged. Yes, we are talking about prostitution, sex workers and their legal plight. An ostracized community with as similar basic needs and desires as us, these sex workers live outside the premises of law. Unprotected and illegalized, they are forced to sneak away from the light and to continue their vicious faith. Their miserable ordeals scream for support, be it legally or socially. But unfortunately, their feeble voices are too immoral to reach the deaf ears of our Indian judiciary. Yes, you heard it right. Our Indian legal system is too moral to legalize sex work and doesn't allow the practice for the same, considering it as uncultural. But before we dive deep into critiquing this, let us first understand the nature of this industry its history, and the reasons why people choose it or end up there. Starting from the very beginning, let me clarify, prostitution is not a new practice in the country. It has its roots traced in the very early days of history. Ancient books and scriptures like Vedas and Arthashastra have sufficient references in them to indicate that this has been a practice since a long time and has nothing to do with decadence or culture. This fact of being mentioned in sacred texts clearly highlights it being a commonly acknowledged and not so unworthy practice. Presently, with no clear data available, more than 3 million sex workers are estimated to be present in India, which owing to COVID may rise. And as per surveys and reports, a majority of these workers are coercively pushed into prostitution through trafficking and continued slavery, while those who voluntarily chose to be a part of this occupation joined to escape from their abject poverty and misery. Therefore, it becomes here necessary to frame and execute laws not just for the victims of trafficking but also for those who voluntarily choose prostitution as their profession. With no proper or clear emphasis on the protection of their rights and the illegalized definition of their work, these sex workers are compelled to live with an identity hidden and completely marginalized from society. They are helpless when it comes to feeding their own or themselves to choose prostitution as a medium to earn. And even when their rights are being violated, they are unable to take actions against the perpetrator. With no identity, they cannot avail facilities while they are liable to expend extra on medical expenses, their well-being and basic necessities. This sounds unfortunate, no? As per surveys, the various reasons for this societally loathsome yet searching profession are reported as increasing migration, urbanization, poverty, desire to earn easy money, and lack of opportunities for unskilled and uneducated youth. And as per study, most prostitutes are in the age group of 15 and 35, and belong to some vulnerable groups or tribes of society. Continuously lying to their family members, they live in dilemmas for the profession they have chosen. And so before forming opinions on their work, let us ponder a bit and try to discern between what is actually wrong and what appears to be wrong. To choose a profession which is detested by all is quite a difficult decision to make. But think from the viewpoint of the person itself or as a child, won't you be willing to do anything to provide your child the basic necessities and a good education than to let them die of poverty and hunger? Being in their shoes, it becomes easier to understand their dreadful decisions. The vivid imagery of these workers' situation doesn't just end there. To make matters worse, COVID arrived as a setback. With the ongoing pandemic, these sex workers are struggling to manage their livelihood. The situation even worsened. When being dried out of all their savings and daily earnings during lockdown, these workers have to rely on loans from brothel owners to sustain their lives. And these debts, piled with time, are being used to intimidate these workers to opt sex slavery or a lifelong bondage to prostitution. Being left with no choice than to give in to their demands, these debts are even dragging their daughters in the profession. Moreover, with no bank account or Aadhaar card, these workers are not able to avail the many facilities provided to people like them or any kind of financial aid like rations, With no identity proof, their existence and survivor are also prone to disappear soon if the situation persists further. And this demands the government or the law system to look into the matter and frame a strong legal base to protect these workers. Prostitution cannot be eradicated from the society, but with a sincere and proper legal functioning, it can be alleviated to a greater extent. While the plight of these workers continue to persist, one can clearly notice that the societal framework on prostitution across the world has largely been driven by patrilineal forces since time immemorial. And this patriarchal ideology is audaciously reflected in the laws on sex work and strings attached to it. Patriarchal sects such as prohibitionists for those who want to abolish prostitution through prohibition or radical feminists for those who take their stance against pornography, sex work, transsexuality and anything else that doesn't conform to the vanilla vision of sex or the term the right-wing religious contingent, which defines those who long for a return to tradition and sexually chaste women who save themselves for marriage, or the reference anti-abortionists for those who have appointed themselves to save women from the dangers of abortion by criminalizing it and promoting abstinence until marriage have had a deep-rooted influence in the rule books today. Such stigmatization of sex work has made the workers vulnerable to sexual harassment, rape and other heinous crimes. And the worst part is, they cannot even file a complaint against that. And even if they tried to, they cannot expect any help from the police due to the label of so-called illegitimate profession. Now let us take a look at the current legal provisions in India. So the main law that governs sex work in the country is PETA, the Immoral Traffic Prevention Act, according to which, though sex work is not clearly penalized, but activities supporting it like the maintenance of brothels, soliciting customers in a public place, and living off the earnings of sex work are punishable offenses. It was originally enacted as the Suppression of Immoral Traffic in Women and Children Act in 1956, and after subsequent amendments, it came to be known as the Immoral Traffic Prevention Act. Clearly, the debate is intense. Thus, it's important to understand the way forward. Though the Supreme Court, in the judgment of Buddhadev Karmaskar versus State of West Bengal, opined that sex workers have a right to dignity, the advocates for sex workers are still striving for decriminalization rather than complete legalization. Thus, there is a strong, still a long way to go that can be anticipated because post-decriminalization Phase by phase, the stigma against sex workers might decrease, and only then they can proceed with legalization of sex work. The country must thus seriously think about the notion of legalization and decriminalization of sex work and guaranteeing basic labor and human rights to sex workers. The debate cannot be concluded in a few minutes. As stated at the very beginning of the season, we want to spark these thoughts and bring about such hushed discussions on tables. We hope it will not just stay as any other podcast in your playlist. It's important that you pick these discussions with your friends, family and partners to help us materialize these efforts. With this, we take your leave for this episode. Looking forward to having you on the next and the last episode for this season. Until then, keep the punch alive.